Welcome back to the official Atari Games podcast. Jason here, joined by a by a fun cast with a new one uh, in the mix. So we got Ethan, VP Games. We got Shaw, the marketing team, and we got Carly, community manager. Welcome, Carly. Thank First you, Carly. Podcast. What's up, guys? As always, I want to start. Uh, actually, this isn't as always. I'm trying to get this more in the mix here, but. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and any other podcast services. So please, if you are listening on either of those channels, please take the time to rate and review us. That would be much appreciated. You can also uh, join the Discord and submit uh, and submit questions, uh, questions, ideas, and whatever else you want feedback on the podcast channel. Uh, the Discord link is always in the descriptions. So if you're trying to join the Discord, so if you're looking for that, you can find that in the description on the podcast. Or if you're watching on YouTube, it should be right there as well. Start with some news. Tease. That's the first news. First news is a tease. If you follow us on Twitter, you'll know that we are teasing something for G Fuel. So be on the lookout for that. Some more information is coming soon. Or maybe by the time this is up and you hear this, it might already be out there in the world. Who can be sure? Other than that, we're recording this on January 3rd. So we're just getting uh, up and rolling here for the new year. But this is, so there's not really much news to say. That said, What's coming this year on the game side? Quamp 2. It's coming soon. So you should go and wishlist that if you haven't done so yet. Also, coming soon, Lunar Lander Beyond. So you should go wishlist that as well. Wishlisting helps. We greatly appreciate it. Tell all your friends as well. Because what do they have to lose? But a few seconds of time, they should do it. Just go and wishlist those games. All right. Let's start up with a warm-up question. We're about to get into a lot of letters. And we'll give some context to that. A lot of people write about the holidays and Atari memories and that kind of stuff. But before we do that, I just want to talk about nostalgia because we're about to get a lot of nostalgia. So the question that I posit to the group, what do you get nostalgic over? And this doesn't have to be games. It could be anything. And if it is games, which, you know, I'll probably answer with, then it might, then it could be anything. So if any of you have a specific answer off the top of your head, I'll throw it to you. Otherwise, I can go first. Well, I'll, I'll jump in because it kind of is topical to this 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 holiday week. I um yeah. I took the family out to round one, um which uh, yes. I had never been to one before, but our our colleague Sam um had told me about it, and it ends up there was one fairly close by, <clears throat> and so I took my kids there. And it was, uh, if anyone doesn't know, round one is like a, it's like a bowling alley, but they also have a lot of like um, Japanese arcade games and like um, amusement park type games like skee-ball and basketball and like all those like little, I don't know what they call those where you like put like a coin in and it falls down and there's like a little machine that's like pushing them and you're trying to like get them all to like tumble down off into the, anyway, so um, it was like a great mix of like stuff i wanted to do and stuff that my kids wanted to do and it felt very nostalgic to my old days of going to like um chuck e cheese was the one that i would go to like in my area uh shout out no uh bushnell nolan bushnell um but uh yeah and like the fun i used to have there so sharing that with my kids and playing arcade games and running around and trying to collect tickets so we could buy useless crap in the store at the end was a was a good uh, moment of nostalgia. I just, I just went through. That's awesome. Well, I see everybody left or right here on uh, on my screen. Not that you will see that at home. Uh, but Shaw, you're next in the in the line here. What do you got? Um, 
I think for me, it's it's music. I, I grew up like my parents would play a lot of like old like Bollywood music in the house, like from like the '60s and the '70s. And I brought my record player uh, to my apartment for my parents' house, and I was digging through a bunch of records. And my uncle gave me a bunch of stuff a few months ago that I never listened to, and a lot of it is like Indian cinema music from like way back in the day, and so. Just on like over the weekend when we were cleaning, I would just throw like old records on and it would play all these really old, like classic, classic Bollywood songs that I, I grew up listening to in the house. And some things that she heard that I haven't heard before and some things that I've heard that she hasn't heard before. And we were just kind of like vibing over the music that we that we grew up with. And it definitely brought me back to a to a fun time. So music, music definitely unlocks a lot of that nostalgia for me. Can you can you make one Bollywood recommendation? Bollywood one Bollywood recommendation um, can be more, but I'm interested. sure it's it's funny because I I didn't um, I didn't watch a lot of Bollywood movies in my in my youth, and so now I'm catching up with them. So one we just watched last night is called Dave Das D E V D A S. It's this like three hour long epic um, with amazing music and amazing visual visuals. The director of that film is like known for very grand, big visual shots with lots of colors and the costumes are amazing. And the the writing is all very poetic. And so it's also a pretty like interesting story to, uh, to watch unfold as well. There's a lot of, a lot of twists and turns. So if you want to sit down for about three hours or watch it in parts, like, like, like we did, um, and see some amazing, amazing cinematography and some really, really fun songs. Highly recommend Dave Doss. Very cool. Thanks. Carly. Um, I got to say that Shaw, like if he hadn't said that, I probably would have said music. But you could say the same thing. Say, no, no, no. Because I you can talk an- about it. It's fun. I have another one. Um, okay. So I think for me, it might be food. Um, you know, like my mom's casserole, like I'll still make it. And then there's one that, it sounds stupid and simple, but it's just cheese fries. Like, you know, fries that you cook in the oven and then you cover them with cheese. Um, at our school, we had something called early out Tuesday. That was once a month. And my sisters and I would get home and I like noon and we would just make cheese fries. And I just can picture us sitting at the table, all those early out Tuesdays eating cheese fries. And so sometimes when I miss them, I'll make it. And yeah, just like little things like that, that can really like transport you back to those good of, feelings and those people. What kind of cheese are you putting on the fries? Ethan wants to know. Okay. So I'm Canadian and since living in America, it has come to my attention that you guys don't just sell blocks of cheese. Yeah, we hmm. do. What are you talking about? Yeah. Where, where are you, you going? Like, like, you, get a whole like a, you get a block of cheese. What are you looking for? But, but like most of your cheese comes in bags. No, for real though. Like we would just have like a block of cracker barrel cheese, like mm. like a foot long. I don't know, it's just cheddar cheese medium, I guess. Alright, fair enough. Sounds good. I think you but, need to go to better well, grocery stores. Yeah, I agree. So when you guys buy cheese, it's in a box it's in a block, not in a bag. Well, because 
what they'll do is if you get it in a bag, they toss the cheese and potato starch so that it doesn't stick to itself in the bag. Otherwise, it would just come out as one big glob. And so it's actually better to get a block of cheese and then grate it yourself because then you're actually just melting pure cheese versus like cheese with a bunch of potato starch in it. I mean, I also like potatoes, though, so it's like I'm not like upset that. about it. But wow. that's good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Also, the good. second time Ethan's talked about potatoes in the last half hour. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess I'm last then. Uh, nostalgia. I got to bring it to games. Um, I actually was I had a moment of nostalgia about a month ago when my buddy and I decided to play Counter-Strike 2. And I don't usually play a lot of PC games, to be honest. And I don't play a lot of multiplayer games either. But when I was a kid playing Counter-Strike 1.6, that was the jam. And it wasn't unusual to, there was two methods of play. One would be a bunch of friends would come over. They'd all, they'd all come to my house. Uh, we'd be in the basement. And on one side of the room, you'd have the console games where we'd play some split screen multiplayer stuff. And then on the other side of the room, there was a computer playing Counter-Strike. And it was five deaths without a kill. And you and you got to cycle in. And that's how we did it. And then in the evenings, it was basically just playing on your own with randos. And, uh, and I would be sitting there and the, and playing this game throughout the night. And it kind of, it, it just brought back all those memories. The fact that I haven't played this game in probably, oh man, 20 years, I'd say, however long ago, at least it, it was crazy. And knowing the exact layout of maps, like D, like Dust 2 and Italy in Counter-Strike 2 and just being brought back. The only thing I was missing uh, from those from those long nights was uh, a bag of Tostitos and a Dr. Pepper. Can, of course, because a can of Dr. Pepper is one of the best sodas. And we're not going to debate that. We're just going to assume that's fact. It is a can. Canned soda is superior. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's fine. Uh, and with that, it's time to get into uh, our topic of the show, which is holiday letters. So there's a couple of things. Carly is actually going to take the first one here. But before we get into the letters themselves, Carly, can you give a little bit of a primer on what we're about to get into? What is this? And, uh, and and why are we talking about it? Yeah, for sure. So um, with the holiday season, uh, we just wanted to really connect with, with the community and hear from them. Um, so we asked our fans and friends to send in holiday notes or cards. Um, and with the, the result of being, we're going to read some of our favorites on the podcast, as well as a care package for the, like a randomly drawn winner. Um, we got some amazing entries and they were so fun to go through and it just had a, I had a smile on my face the whole time. Yeah, they, they really were. And it was tough to, uh, to cull down the list we have how many do we have here six to go through yep. here and uh and also in regards to that winner uh of the drawing i don't know if you, uh you, you didn't mention this but we will be announcing the winner of the drawing at the end of this uh of this podcast as well so with that let's jump into the first letter here we go okay happy holidays atari My family and I want to wish Jason, the podcast team, and everyone at Atari and all my fellow Atari fans a happy holidays and a happy new year. Atari has had an amazing year from the new recharged game series, new physical release, new re-releases of older games, and the brand new Atari 2600 Plus that plays physical cartridges. Everyone at Atari should be proud and extremely happy from all these accomplishments. 
I have two boys, Colin David, aged 8 and 12, and they have discovered Atari this past year, and it brought back so many memories from when I was their age in the mid-80s. One of my youngest son's favorite games is the new Haunted House on the Atari 50th Anniversary Collection on Switch. My two boys have absolutely loved playing that collection together, and the latest DLC update with the 12 additional games has made them very happy. My oldest son loves Aquaventure. My oldest son, who is special needs, has been having a rough time at school as of late due to bullying on the bus from his school and has been having a rough time getting into the holiday spirit. Since I have seen him and his brother having so much fun with the recharged Atari line of games and the Atari 50th anniversary collection at home, my wife and I decided to get him and his brother an Atari 2600 Plus for Christmas. We can't wait for them to see it under the Christmas tree with Berserk, Mr. Run and Jump, and the Paddle Games. I have even started collecting the original physical cartridges and plan to <laughs> the original physical cartridges again to play the classic games again on this new console. We all just want to thank you for what you do and how much you mean to our family. Attached is a picture of my two boys. We all love Atari. Keep up the great work in 2024. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Awesome. Awesome. That's so nice. Yeah. yeah. Ethan, I want to ask you. You're the only one on this uh, on this episode with kids. So I got to know. Do you how do you play games with them, if at all? And have you and to what success rate or extent have you tried to introduce to them to games that you love back in the day? Um, well, I think it's, I love, obviously I love video games and I play video games constantly. And so I've always had video games in my life. And so when they were little, um, introducing them to, I, I should to answer your first question, my, their relationship with video games and how we interact with video games together has evolved a lot over the number of years. So I have a 12 year old now, 12 year old boy and a nine year old girl. And so they've both like evolved quite a bit alongside games. Uh, but in the beginning, I did the thing that people always like talk about and joke about, where I'm like, I used to have all classic consoles and like CRTs. I had two or three CRTs in this in this office here, in addition to like uh, my old flat screen TV that I had like a PlayStation Two set up against. So like my son, when he was really little, he played the NES. That was like the first console that he ever played, and part of that. And it's funny because, you know. It also is like one of the simpler controllers and experiences to start with and play. And and same with the with the twenty six hundred. Like the twenty six hundred controllers also very simple. It's like a, a single button and a joystick to move around. And so starting them off on on um, early consoles ended up being really fun way a really fun way to introduce them to games when they were when they were really little. Um, and over the years they've they've evolved and now like. I can't even play certain games alongside my son because he's just like his his brain is act is activating at a different rate than mine, and I can't even I can't even follow. But um, but yeah, I don't know. It's 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 evolved over the years, and there's always some sort of video game something under the under the Christmas tree for us um, as the kids get into new games and different generations of games, and now they're kind of getting into games with their friends, which is interesting because it was always something they shared with us, and now it's something that they. They share with their friends, which is kind of which is kind of interesting. What did they get this year? What did they get this year? My son is very into Five Nights at Freddy's, and so there was a lot of Five Nights at Freddy's stuff nice. um, under the tree. 
Very plushies cool. and magnets and um, and steam codes. Very nice. Nice. All right. Let's jump to the next letter here. Uh, next one comes from Timothy. Merry Christmas, Atari. I am 40, so I missed... So I miss the early Atari era of gaming, but my dad had an Atari that he loved and he would never play my brother and I, brother or I on our NES or Sega, only his Atari 2600. We played Pac-Man and Combat, puts parentheses, Invisible Tanks, Circus, Centipede, Outlaw, and friggin' Asteroids against him in vain. Never winning, but those were amazing memories of a time sitting in front of our wood grain TV with a great man. He passed away with cancer two Christmases ago, but I credit my love of gaming to him and Atari. Thank you for all the great memories that permeated my childhood. You guys had an amazing 2023. Can't wait to see what you do next year. Highest regards, Timothy. P.S. In keeping the tradition alive, I play with my daughter on my Atari VCS and love the time with her. It's a very heartfelt letter. Really appreciate that, Timothy. I also can picture my my old wood grain TV and my sisters and I would like put our foot through the speakers because they were broken. It's so funny that you just jumped on that. Cause my question was actually, I was going to jump to you, Carly and say, <laughs> can you recall your first TV? Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we were out in the country, so we, I'm not like, I'm not 40, but, <laughs> uh, we were out in the country. So we definitely only had a couple channels. Um, we just watched a lot of home improvement, I think was was basically what was on our TV. But yeah, absolutely the big boxy wooden it's uh it's I know what you're talking about. Yeah. We had those well. there was a dial though, or was there a remote? I, we had a remote. Because okay. you know when you're fighting with your siblings, you stand in front of the sensor so that they can't change uh, the channel. Wow. You don't have to die <laughs> No, I do. Um, yeah. I just don't remember ever doing that. I was a, I was a good brother. You're a younger brother, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Checks out. <laughs> <laughs> we had a TV. I remember our first TV had this like on and off button where you would have to pull, pull this thing out in order to turn it on. And over the years, it like, I don't even know how this <laughs> looking back at this, I don't know how this, this actually technically worked, but like sometimes it would pull out and wouldn't turn the button on. It wouldn't actually turn the TV on. And so I had to like very slowly, I could like feel it inside the, the, the plastic um, button. I could feel whatever the mechanism was and I had to like pull it really slow and then pop it out at the right time and you get the TV to turn on. I'm just imagining Ethan like a safe cracker with a stethoscope leaning up. Kind of. It was TV like that. And like, like, you know, when your mom, your mom would be over there trying to turn it on, I'd be like, get out of the way. Like, watch, you gotta like, but yeah. We definitely had the TV before remote, um, which was a hilarious time of if you had to change the channel and you had to get up to go over to the TV, it was just like, um, uh, there's some stand-up comic that was a bit about that, but you would be like angry that you had to get up and change the channel. Yeah, I think one comic, it was the like the youngest in the family. They were the remote, something like that. There you go. It makes me think about futzing with antennas, where like you didn't oh, have yeah. cable back in the day, and you're just like slowly trying to figure out how to get a channel. Did anybody really know what they were supposed to be pointing at with those? Or was it just kind of winging it? No, it's a trial and error kind of thing, yeah, right? Yeah, all right, fair enough. Move it around all, and figure it out. Got it. Sounds good. Point it to outside. All right. <laughs> 
Well, let's let's get to the next letter. Carly, take it away. All right. Wait, where are we? That was Chris. Uh, so this is Chris. Um, there are all kinds of video game collectors. They may focus on a particular series, a particular console, or a particular era. All of the all of those collectors have one thing in common, though. They are all looking backwards, looking at what was, scrapping over the remnants of the past. Unless, of course, you're collecting Atari. Atari has built a situation where you can look backwards, but also be looking forward. Futuristic since forever is exactly it. Atari embraces the old and the new in a way that defines timelessness. I am very thankful for everything Atari has been, is currently, and will be in the future. While I fully understand that the current Atari is not the old Atari, the spirit and vision you bring is incredible. That's amazing. That's precious. Thanks for all that you are doing. Uh, all the best to Atari this holiday and in the new year. Great. Thanks, Chris. Shaw, are you a collector of things? Yes, I do like to collect things. Are they all cat-shaped? No, I wish. Um, what do I collect? I I like to collect instruments. Um I try to get my hands on as many instruments as I can. Um, that's expensive. And I think I also like to collect action figures too. I have a few behind me, but that also gets expensive. So um, it's been a while since I've, I've bought any, anything to add to my collection, but yeah, anything like, I think that goes back to nostalgia too, of like uh, getting like old Gundam models or, or action figures that kind of remind me of stuff that I grew up with. I like having that stuff around me because it brings back good memes. But yeah, what kind those of, are things I like to collect. What kind of action figures do you have? I have a bunch. Maybe we'll make a deal. Yeah, we, we could oh. trade. Um, oh, man. This has become the, the barter podcast. Let's oh, do yeah. it. Let's do it. What do you got? Two hours. What are you buying? <laughs> what are you buying? Uh, I don't know. I think my favorite one is this like um, Samurai uh, Star Wars, the collection that they put out like a few years ago. Where like it's all these like Star Wars characters done as like old like feudal Japanese style. So I have like a stormtrooper one that yeah. looks like that, which is cool. Um, but yeah, we can we can chat offline and do some trades. Sounds good. There you go. You guys collect anything else? I like rocks. <laughs> I have rocks. <laughs> yeah. Oh my oh, god, me rocks? too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, rocks. Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where where do you get the rocks? Is it just rocks you find? Um yeah. I have a bunch that I found. Um and then I also like have some like like gemstone type things. I got some like oh, okay, geodes. Cool. Oh sure. Um Yeah. Just cool rocks, man. Yeah, rocks are cool. Yeah, when I go hiking, like right. rocks are everywhere. Rocks yeah, are... we have nature out here, Jason. I don't know. You guys are in the city. I've heard um, of it. Maybe. Oh, that's why he's in Manhattan. He's confused yeah. about rocks. Yeah. That's concrete. There's, it's a little bit different. There's different, <laughs> different, different kind of rocks on these streets. Hey. All right, before we go down that road, let's uh, let's go to the next letter. <laughs> Sean writes in, Greetings, Atari, and happy holidays. I've been an Atari user since Christmas 1977 when my grandparents purchased a heavy Sixer console in Atari in October 1977. That checks out with the Christmas thing. I used to play so many games with my grandfather as a kid. We would sit down on the floor in front of the TV, pop in the combat cartridge, and play for hours. Another favorite was Adventure and also Outlaw. 
over the years, I would ask for Atari cartridges, both birthdays and Christmas gifts. So that way, when I'd vis- go visit my grandparents for the weekend and summer breaks, I'd have new games to show my grandfather and play. My grandfather passed away in early 2002. However, my grandmother had kept the Atari console with a box full of games and asked me if I would like, quote, the old Atari, unquote. And of course, I said yes. Here we are at the end of 2023, and I still have the Heavy Sixer Atari console that I played so many games on as a kid and now still do as an adult. I'll always be an Atari kid, even now well into my 50s, LOL. Merry Christmas and happy holidays from your your friend in retro, Sean. All right. The obvious question from this. First of all, Sean, thank you for the note. And uh, very well written, too, um, except for the LOL. I got to post to the group. Who knows what a heavy sixer is? No idea. Yeah. That's why I was glad you read that one. Is it is it have to do with the number of switches on the on the large 2600? So there are two different models of the 2600, I guess. Yeah. Um and yeah, I I suppose I actually did look this up yesterday and I should have actually put the explanation here. Um, but yeah, it's differences. I don't think it's a difference in matter of switches, but there's, it's differences in terms. That's how many switches are on a 2600, right? So it's difference in terms of it's the shape, it's the label, the bezel. Uh, there's differences in the joystick as well. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, there's one of them that's two pounds versus the other, the regular lighter one, which, oh no, 1.5 kilograms versus two kilograms no that's not right so it says here here's the quick uh, abbreviation here aside from minor board revisions the only significant difference between these models and the heavy sixer is that they have a thinner angled abs bottom case a change made to reproduce production costs to reduce production costs so there you go look at that we all learned something today kind of thanks sean all right Let's get to the next one. This is a fun one. Carly. This is a fun one. Um, also, also, can I just mention how hard is reading out loud? So hard. <laughs> yeah, so hard. I'm not doing it. I'm like yeah. so happy I'm not doing it. It's like, Ethan, you're going to read the last one. No, I'm not. Long. It's, it's a page probably long. my <laughs> deepest fear. My deepest fear of anything is reading out loud in public. Well, Carly, it's you're not, killing it. I think you're I'm not. It. I keep stuttering and like I forget to breathe because I'm like, oh, oh I have to finish this sentence. And then I, I definitely get the remember to breathe. Look, I wasn't going to say this, but I will. All right. I read all these and I knew we'd have to read them out loud. And some of you need like to, you know, check some grammar here. And it's grammar, grammar it's please. paragraph Come spacing. On. No, it's paragraph the run on sentences. A big one. We need like, we need breaks. We need commas. It's like a bunch of things. But either way, you know, we appreciate the sentiment, obviously. Yeah. They're, all very, they're all very well heartfelt and uh, we appreciate the love. Good. We'll do a run on sentence uh, training later. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, Happy holidays, Atari team. I've been a retro games enthusiast for a very long time, but recently I had fallen out of the hobby for a while. Playing the Atari 50 Anniversary Collection and the Atari 2600 Plus console this year reignited my interest in classic games and inspired me to use my 3D printer to create Atari 2600-inspired desk ornaments, which I plan on giving away to some friends. I've attached some images of the ornaments uh, for this message, free to look at, so feel free to share them across social media. 
um, which we are going to do. Uh, those are going to be posted uh, either today or tomorrow. Um, I guess back in time if this is the past and the podcast is in the future. Um, anyways, I'm looking forward to rediscovering my more of my retro game hobby and collection in the new year and to seeing what Atari decides to do next. Thank you for rekindling a lost interest for me and have a happy new year, Jeff. So for those listening, do check out uh, our social feeds to see the pictures for yourselves. And for uh, for the, us here, check out that doc that I shared and you'll see uh, the pictures of select, some select, I've dropped like six of them in here. I gotta, uh, let's just talk about this for a minute. I don't have a question because I just want to talk about these for a moment. Quit talking about these Crystal Castle stairs. I I just want to point that out. I'm pretty sure that's what I'm looking at here. And I love it. I love that of all the things he could have pulled from Crystal Castles, Jeff decided that he was going to throw some stairs in there. And I think that's perfect because I'm sure the trees or Bentley would probably be a lot more uh, effort. But really, these are these are awesome. I love uh, all kidding aside, I love. I think they're all really well done. The adventure ones and the haunted house ones are really, really cool. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, Yorgle. Yorgle looks great. I also love the ghost. Ghosts are my favorite. Those eyes. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Like uh, very pixel style. Um, very cool. Yeah. Ethan, you seeing this or? Where do I look at this? I'll just send you a. <laughs> I sent you a link to a doc. I'll just send you the pictures themselves. You can look yeah, link to a doc. There we go. Mm-hmm. There you go. But there's the pictures themselves. Well, I'll just directly show it to you. Yeah, yeah. I think these are uh, these are really cool. Do you guys 3D print? No. No, I wish. I used to have one, and it broke, and I've just like never gone back. They make the coolest noises. Like it sounds like a little song. Oh, they're so. They're so much more advanced these days. Like I had a MakerBot, like MakerBot 2 or something, which is one of the first like yeah. consumer 3D printers. They're like so much better now. This is su- this is super cool. You know, you know and they actually offer like 3D printing like at my kid's school, which is crazy as like a as like a class, as like an elective they can take. That's amazing. Crazy. Man, my school didn't even have a physics teacher. Yeah, like, no, see? Well, you li- as we've discussed, you lived in the sticks. I know. Yeah. At least they had like, blocks of they, cheese. Yeah, they've got farming. Yeah, yeah. they, they had, they had a farming class and and how to deliver blocks of cheese. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cheese delivery. No physics. Like how the would you... This is su- yeah. These are okay. super cool. Yeah, yeah. The guy there, he, Jeff did a really good job here. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, don't tell. Don't tell licensing. Um, He's not selling them, so it's okay. We, we, I'm we, kidding. There was a it's presentation a on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's true. It's uh, yeah, it's it's really good stuff here. You guys have any? Uh, I mean, I don't I don't have a tree, but any any ornaments that you guys uh, want to discuss or have? No, I like ornaments. Yeah, I have them from different things like. Uh, like I, I'll, it's something that my wife and I will buy. Like if we go on like a vacation or something, we'll tend to buy ornaments. And then when we like put them up on the tree, it's like a memory of like, oh yeah, remember when we went to London that one time, or remember like you know, our 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 honeymoon, or we we have a couple different ones that are like from events like that. Yeah, I actually have an ornament mystery this year. Um, so usually I'm not 
usually I go home to Canada. Right now I'm waiting on my green card, uh, so I can't leave the country. So I stayed for one of the first times ever. So we bought a lot of ornaments because we didn't have any. Um, one thing I had wanted was a little gingerbread man because on our tree growing up, uh, we had some that like smelled like ginger and um, it's a whole thing. But and like January 1st, I think I got in the mail, um, like I think it was like an Etsy kind of thing, a gingerbread man and a gingerbread house. And all it like it said my name on the package and nothing else. I've checked with my sisters. I've checked with my in-laws. Like I have no idea who sent it. But it's like a specific item that I had been talking about earlier. So it's like, where did it come from? Was it Santa? Yeah, probably. Maybe. It was probably Santa. Makes sense. Just like a little bit late because, you know, everything was late this year. I had a similar story where someone sent me a nondescript uh, Amazon box and it had sparkling syrup. And and I figured out who sent that after the second text. What's sparkling syrup? Yeah, what is that? Oh man! Well, there is a uh, there is a Vermont maple syrup producer called Runamuck, and they are fantastic. And they make a special sparkling maple syrup. So it tastes the same as their regular maple syrup, but it is glittery and Love it's sparkly, that. and it's still delicious. And it looks odd in pictures, and it looks odd in the bottle. Actually, the whole experience is very odd, but it still tastes good. So I recommend it. That's really cool. Shout out to Runamuck. Hey, Runamuck. We don't see sponsoring here because this is mainly a, a marketing <laughs> thing. But if you want more shout outs, send me a bunch of free syrup. <laughs> uh, saying too much. Would that be the ultimate for you, Jason, if you got sponsored for pancakes? The way people get like sponsored for skateboarding or snowboarding or something, you were just like sponsored for pancakes. You became I a pancake rather... influencer. Like you would I'd... be invited to pancake restaurants and oh, you would influencer. send you maple syrup. See, okay. <laughs> the first part of that, I was like, well, if I had to choose a real sponsor, it would be matcha because that stuff's way more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of my, I'd say, monthly budget goes to matcha. So that would be my most preference. Most of then, your monthly budget goes to matcha? Is that what you said? Don't worry about it. Anyway, the... The next time Jason asks for a raise. The, now you know pay me, pay me in green gold. So, uh, <laughs> but... But then you brought up the point where it's like, oh, they're going to take me to pancake restaurants? Like, yeah, then hell yeah, I'm in. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would be one of those two things. I'll take I'll take either one. Better yet, if you found a matcha pancake sponsor, <laughs> now we're in business. It's a thing. If it's you're a listening. Dream you can do. Just, just start a pancake uh, enthusiast Instagram account and yeah. just start working on it. And, you know, in a couple of years be on the top of the Instagram or the uh, pancake influencer chain. All right. I'll get, I'll get working on that. All right. We got one more letter to go here. This one is from Brian, this guy. All right, Carla, you need to fill me in on this guy. Cause I kind of, he's like the mayor, right? You call him the mayor. He's got some background. With oh, the, this sorry. is that. Brian. Yeah. Shout out to Brian. Yeah. Brian so is Brian dynamite beard. He's the best guy ever. Um, ever. So, we met him um, in the Atari X Discord server just as like an enthusiast, but his personality and kindness and red beard and persona was just so incredible that um, we all knew he needed to have like some kind of like title um, in the group. So yeah, he's the mayor of Atari, um, but he actually is incredibly helpful 
Um, he came to Art Basel with us. He can talk Atari or talk gaming. He can talk to anybody about anything. He's incredibly kind and smart. Um, so he's just an all around good guy. Um, and he just partic participates in everything, which is really fun, you know, because like when, when you have those like core people in your community, you know, they're like always looking out or like say that there's a time where somebody has a question and a mod doesn't get to it fast enough. Like there's Brian, like Brian can help you, you know, um, and it's just great to have people like that out there. Um, and I also think it's like who you surround yourself with. And if we could have an entire community of Brian's just awesome people and that just makes me happy, you know? Um, but this well, is a long one, um, and I, I think it's this. Jason's turn. <laughs> it is definitely my turn. <clears throat> Brian, I'll try to do your letter justice. Buckle in, everybody. I think it's a good way to cap it off. Dear Atari team, just wishing you a happy 2023 holiday and a prosperous new year in 2024. I was actually thinking about the Atari team around Thanksgiving because I realized that I'm thankful for what, for what the Atari organization has done for me and enabled me to do. So when the holiday note event was announced, this was the perfect kick in the pants opportunity to express my gratitude. It goes without saying, you've certainly launched a great collection of games and the Atari 23, 2023 games highlight reel shows that. Special shout out to Shaw for, uh, for producing that one. But more than just games, what I'm also thankful for is that Atari allows me to build connections and relationships within with the community. Without Atari today, helping to organize community in the form of discords and the soon-to-be Atari club, I would have not met people that have the same passion that I have the that I have for the Atari brand. Atari brand. There's a weird line here. I don't know where they came from. The, the team and mods in the Atari games, Atari VCS, and Atari X Discord are top-notch. It's hard to make everyone happy, yet they remain cool under pressure. And the Atari community members, they're great to chat with, answering questions or hey, did you see this on Atari.com yet? Or helping to answer technical questions. Without Atari today, I would not have I would not have had fun playing community games like Trivia Nights, Garlic Rumble, Guess Where You Are in the World, and other games with others who love to play and have fun. Afterwards, Can I just stop you for a sec because it's Gartic, not Garlic say? Rumble. <laughs> Gartic like is it's like Pictionary. Uh, oh, okay, kinda. got it. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> Garlic Rumble sounds more like up my alley anyway. Yeah. So sorry, I'm just both. I just I'm had gonna to say get why to not it. both? You should yeah. add a garlic rumble and Done. invite me to that. And afterwards, recounting the game experience and follow-up chats discussion. What were we saying about reading out loud and how it's hard? It's hard. <laughs> Without Atari today, I would have not been pro prompted to explore the rich history of the Atari organization and make new friends and connections along the way. Now, while I say that the Atari brand is making a difference, ultimately, I recognize that it's actually the people behind the Atari brand that are making the difference. From game development to the finance department, from executive leadership to the support staff, it is your passion for the Atari brand that I want to recognize. Your willingness to create games that are easy to play, hard to master. Exploration of the future while honoring the past. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you, everyone, do does happy holidays from one of your biggest fans in gratitude brian uh just to be clear i did not write that this was not an inside job that was legitimately written by brian um other than the garlic part that was improvised by me so mm -hmm. brian thank you very much and you are welcome 
Thanks, Brian. That was great. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. So that's it for the letters. Yeah, but we have a but, winner. But we have a winner of the contest. What so. does the winner get, Jason? I have no idea. Carly, what does the winner get? The winner gets a care package. Um, oh, so it's going to include merch and stickers and fun Dude, stuff. Everything like that. in my garage. Yeah. Yeah. We could just do, I was going to do the same of my uh, attic, but yeah, that works. Rocks. Put some rocks in there. You know, it really adds to the shipping costs. Oh yeah. You're right. yeah. The pure weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just weight. Um, so the winner, wait, where'd it go? I did the wheel of names earlier. Too much, and the winner is Mock Deck. Yay! Um, so we will send him an email. Just lost where I put everything. Yeah, but thank you everybody who participated. We actually had like a lot of entries, um, more than expected. It was really great to see everybody turn out and read all those awesome letters. So thank you everybody who put their time into that. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks everybody. Yeah, yeah, thank you very much. Also, a grievance because uh, you got a lot of entries and write-ins, and every time on this podcast, I ask for people to write in and say stuff, and uh, they don't. They don't. You That's might have to be a bit more session. specific. There you I go. Will. Come I up will. with themes. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Themes coming up. You want to <laughs> write some stuff? Guess what? I am planning future episodes. These are happening. What's coming up? We're going to be talking to uh, to our head of licensing. For the next episode. So if you got any questions about uh, you know, Atari licensing or merch or products out there in the wild, you can write in about that. And we're gonna be uh doing a let's play with some of the some of the fellas from Graphite to talk about the upcoming Quamp 2. So send in questions about that. Quamp and two? Quamp two, wish listed today. And if you have any uh any ideas or suggestions about things you want to hear about on future podcasts, you can also suggest those as well. Now, we always end the podcast with uh what we're playing. So, Carly, why don't you kick us off with the? I'm gonna go in reverse order on the screen here, from what I see. So, Carly, uh, so I off, spent almost the entire break glued to the Switch playing Stardew Valley um, for the second time. I restarted it. Finally made it to Ginger Island. Um, for anybody who's unfamiliar, it's like a farming RPG. Uh, I love those those kind of games. Um, I don't have super great fine motor skills so anything that's like shooting or like all of the other games i'm pretty bad at um so things like stardew valley and roller coaster tycoon i love so i've been playing a lot of that very cool wait jason do you not know what stardew valley is? no i i no i wanted to clarify that um i wanted to be clear that I was shrugging to the island, and I thought you were specifically going to say for people who don't know what that is, like the island in the game that you got to, because I don't, I don't know what that is, but I do know what Stardew Valley is. I have never played it. That is far from my my bag. I didn't mean you. I just meant in general. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know. But he I just gave a, this I, reaction like he didn't reaction. know what Stardew Valley was, and I was yeah, like, I know. Shocked. It was it was specifically the island, and I thought you were going to give context within the game, like assuming everybody. Do you want Shock. me to? Like, I can get into it. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've gone this far. Can you do it in, like, two sentences? Um, year three, after yeah. you finish the community center and fix Willie's boat. Or is that his cool. name? Yeah. Then you get to take his boat to this other place and collect gold and coconuts. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah. Sh- Shaw. <laughs> <You're>... well, um... <laughs> 
We have to put like Stardew Valley spoilers at the top of this podcast. Oh my god, yeah. Uh-oh. That's a good really point. Really ruined it for a lot of people. I don't think so. Um, There's golden coconuts. Uh-huh. Who's Willie? All questions. <laughs> Is um, it Steamboat Willie now that it's public domain? Oh my god. We can make a Steamboat Willie game. Think about it. Um thought about it. Let's see. Uh House Flipper, a little bit of House Flipper on the Steam oh. Deck, which has been fun. Um, but I've been seeking time into the God of War Ragnarok DLC. Delala. Very fun. Uh, I wasn't that excited to go back into that world just because the combat got kind of boring for me because I played a lot of it. But it, it felt good. Like going back in and relearning combos and what runes to equip where and um, uh, and kind of figuring out how to approach different enemies and, and all that stuff. After not playing it for a long time, it was a fun little challenge. And there's also a story attached to it, which I didn't know about. So I'm, I really want to see it through to like figure out uh, where, where that story goes. Because it continues from the the end of the, the last game. And it's a little side story for Kratos and Mimir to uncover more of Kratos' dark history. Very so cool. I'm digging that. Yeah, I hear great things about it. Mm-hmm. Ethan, what about you? Well, I decided during the break that I was like going to go into the my backlog, and uh, so I downloaded Cyberpunk and the new update, and I downloaded um, Spider-Man 2, try to go in and play these big games everyone's been playing, and I didn't play a minute of either of them. Nice. So um, I, I basically played nothing over the break. Great. All right, fair enough. I had to get a break from this computer, which I sit at basically all day, every day. Um, so I... I didn't play any, I didn't pay, you know, and grind to level 15 on a particular game, like all break that I've played over and over again. But, um, I just Sound, didn't do anything. Wait, that sounds like something you did do. Wait, wait, what? Okay. Well, we'll just assume that's not Tarkov. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Well then for me, let's see, I played a bunch of stuff over the break actually. Um, but I want to give shine to a game that, you know what? That nobody's played here or anybody's heard of. I actually had two choices here, but I'm going to go with this one. Um, On Guard, with an explanation point. Oh, yeah. Is a game that I saw on like Twitter or something, and I was just seeing some GIFs, and I was like, this game looks delightful and lovely. And, um, and then I looked, and I'm like, oh, this game's only four hours long? Amazing. This is perfect. This is what I want. And it is just a delightful fun romp you play as a like a fencer and it's i thought i was surprised pleasantly with how kind of retro this is to an era that i hold near and dear to my heart as uh someone who has most nostalgia for the you know the ps2 xbox gamecube era that was my wheelhouse of playing a ton of games and this game is purely evoking those design uh those design ideologies of that time period. So this plays straight up like uh, like a Sly Cooper style platformer and its progression. But then you get into the combat and the combat is this more dynamic fencing style focused on parries and dodges, but you can also kick things in the environment or stun opponents and they get kicked. It's uh, it's very brisk, very quick, and it uh, it's just a lot of fun to play. And there's some very cool dynamics that happen in any given fight. And it's pretty simple when all is said and done. But um, but it, it's one of these games that you're in, you're out, doesn't outstay, it's welcome. And it's a really fun, uh, 
fun romp. So on guard, I recommend it. Check it out. And uh, maybe I'll discuss that other one in future, uh, future episodes. So with that, we've come to the end. Carly, thank you again for joining. Uh, thank you for having me. It was fun. Yeah. Great. Shaw, thank you for joining. You're oh, welcome. wait. Actually, before that, Carly, anywhere uh, that you want people to find you. Me? They so choose. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. They can find me on Twitter, carfries33. Carfries like Carly Fries. Perfect. Because fries bring you back to your childhood. Shaw. Uh, yeah. Thank you can find me on Twitter, TanConMan. I don't even think I follow you. What a shame. Better fix that. I'll fix that. You can, you can fix that. Yeah. Ethan, thank you for joining. And I'm Edog Lost on the Twitter. And you can find me at Jays of Doom on the Twitters. Um, that's it. We're at the end. Thank you for listening. Again, uh, if you are on Spotify or iTunes, please uh, give us a rating and review. If you haven't subscribed, do that too. Tell your friends, post about it, share your thoughts, uh, join the Discord. It'll be in the link in the podcast description. And until next time, thanks for listening. Happy New Year.